Welcome to the Supporting the Department of Defense's Evolving Missions with Private Wireless Networks podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. Through secure access and targeted slicing, the Department of Defense can leverage private 4G, 5G, and CBRS wireless networks to support many different mission-critical use cases. Private wireless networks can provide connectivity through a network owned and controlled by the organization that built it. In general, wireless offers more flexibility and can provide connectivity when agencies need high speed, reliability, and security within a base perimeter or on the battlefield. And today, Brian Tromsky, who is the managing partner of 5G for Public Sector with Verizon, and Steve Vogelsang, who is the CTO of Nokia Federal, will discuss what private networks are and the ways it can help improve mission readiness for the DoD. And Brian and Steve, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Sure. Yeah, it's great to have you both. And let's go ahead and kick it off. So for our audience, can you explain what a private wireless network is? And we'll actually start with Steve on that. Yeah, sure. So it's an interesting way to call a network, private wireless. We've been building private wireless LAN networks for years. I think today when we say private wireless, what we're referring to is adapting cellular technology that's been used by companies like Verizon to build the global wireless services that we're all very familiar with that goes to our smartphone, taking that technology and adapting it to be deployed in a private setting. Now, you may ask, well, why would I want to do that? Well, there's a number of reasons. The first is it's inherently a wide area technology. So you can have much broader reach. So if you have a large facility, a campus, uh, it's much better equipped to kind of provide connectivity in that setting. The other reason is that the 3GPP, which is the standards body that's defined the standards for this technology, is now defining a bunch of capabilities that are built around industrial IoT type of applications. So enabling new use cases, Things like very low latency on a factory floor, other types of connectivity that just haven't been there in any wireless technology in the past. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Brian, anything to add to that? Yeah, just a couple of points that Steve mentioned. We're very excited as Nokia is one of our suppliers as we tackle this market for private wireless network. As you mentioned before, right, it's not a new technology to some extent. It's extending the cellular capabilities and ingesting those where traditionally Wi-Fi would do that which is very exciting. And when we look at private networks, we're looking at very large areas, right? So we're not talking about, you know, 50,000 square feet. We're talking hundreds, if not millions of square feet, if not square miles, right? So to have a network that is robust, similar to a macro cellular environment that you can have more control over is very exciting to the federal government, specifically DOD. All right, excellent. Speaking of the DOD, from the DOD's perspective, what is the current state of private wireless? And we'll stick with Brian on this one. Yeah, so the DOD is probably, I would say, across all of our vectors of growth or verticals, if you will, the DOD is literally on the bleeding edge. And what OSD is doing, Office of Secretary of Defense, and our initiative 5G programs is actually fostering a lot of innovation. So Verizon's actively participating in some of the private wireless network builds today, specifically some of the work we've done at Pearl Harbor that we're kicking off. We're actually a subcontractor and a couple other partners out there going into shipwide or actual port side integration. So we're very excited about what the DOD is looking to do and really, you know, funding this innovation that will actually set the benchmark, not just for the DOD or other federal agencies, but more importantly, state and local as well as enterprise, right? So when you start looking at 
where this goes, one of the other growth areas that we see a lot of interest are around ports, ports of entry as well as airports, right, which are very similar on the civilian side, very similar to, for instance, the U.S. Air Force or the U.S. Navy. So a lot of exciting stuff that the DOD is looking to do and a lot of experiments anywhere from just baseline connectivity to things like AR, VR, next-generation training and next-generation battlefield communication. So really cool stuff the DOD is looking to do and is doing today around private wireless networks. Thanks, Brian. Great insights there. Steve, anything to add to that one? Yeah, sure. I mean, to Brian's point on these kind of advanced use cases that the government's looking at and funding, you know, we've been involved with Nokia at one of the areas they're looking at is how can we make some more spectrum available by having better ways to share the spectrum. Uh, So we're looking, working with the government on dynamic spectrum sharing capabilities that enables, you know, better ways to co-use spectrum across different use cases simultaneously. And I would say in general, in a macro view, I think what the U.S. government sees is that, you know, for wireless communication technology in general, there's such a massive investment globally in building out 5G technology. Um, And all of this money that they're putting behind it is to figure out how do we adapt that technology for government use case and missions. I think Brian hit on a bunch of those. There's a bunch more coming as well. So it's exciting times. Yeah, excellent. And how can agencies use some of their existing commercial wireless phones, tablets, and other devices on a private wireless environment? And we'll go with Brian on this one. Yeah, great question, Matt. And that's actually what a lot of the agencies ask, specifically the DOD. The cool thing about the solution that we're developing, it'll actually can use your commercial devices. So we have three versions of what we call private for private wireless networks. We have a user A, where it allows any commercial user, if they choose to do so, to come on the network, which is nice. You could use the same radio technology. We have what is called user C, which is private only. So you can use the existing tablet or smartphone or a wirelessly enabled or cellular enabled router and actually pop in a private SIM. And you could be private only within that bubble. And then you have the beauty, which we call user B. You get the best of both worlds. So from a tablet, say, for instance, I want to call a supplier and I want to use my device. I can actually place that call and it will go over through the private network or actually integrate with the commercial network. At the same time, if there's applications only hosted in the private network using technology like edge computing, that user would actually have access to that private wireless network to actually communicate with that private application. So... You get the best of both worlds, and more importantly, you get to leverage your existing equipment, which is really nice. Yeah, definitely. And so let's talk a little bit more about the security challenges. So what are the security challenges and solutions in a private wireless environment? And we'll go with Steve on this one. Yeah, so I think the first key thing is that 5G has very good security built in. So the way that you attach into the network super secure. Both the network is authenticated as well as the users authenticated, but the network is also authenticated by the user. So some of these things you worry about in a Wi-Fi setting where you may be attaching to a rogue Wi-Fi AP, those problems go away in a private wireless network because of the inherent security posture of 5G. So I think when you think about how do I build a secure 5G network, it kind of comes out of the box pretty secure. And then it's really looking at the implementation and you know, are we locking down The core is an example with the right security capabilities. And this is where solution providers like Nokia can come in and make sure that these things are being deployed properly. Great. Now let's shift over and talk about the international arena. So what are the international implications of a private wireless network? And we'll stick with Steve on this one. 
Yeah, first I would say, and this probably applies in general, but it's heightened in an international environment is the spectrum that you choose. In different countries, different spectrum is being made available for private wireless. So, you know, if you're using CBRS or if you're partnering with Verizon in, in US to get access to spectrum, you want to build an international network, you may need to think about, well, how do I get spectrum internationally? There are some solutions to that. Uh, Nokia does have the ability to have some licensed spectrum international basis. But that would probably be the big thing that pops in my mind in terms of, you know, what you need to think about in international deployment. That's great. Thanks, Steve. Brian, anything to add to that one? Yeah. I mean, one of the cool things that we're developing is the solution is not just to base the United States. So as Steve mentioned, obviously here in the States, Verizon, we use our license spectrum, which would actually add to some of the advanced security features you're able to do, right? So you're not using unlicensed spectrum. More importantly, the ability to support bases or operations overseas, right? So if you imagine a C-17 that's leaving from Dover, doing all the flight line operations, you're using partners like Nokia and Verizon, and that plane then lands in Ramstein Air Force Base overseas in Germany, you could actually have another flight line operation powered by a private wireless network. The difference would be, as Steve mentioned, would be depending on the spectrum that particular country will vary, right? Whereas the United States, there's a couple choices here that we use today. That's great. That's great. Now let's talk about deployment. What does it take to deploy a private wireless network? And we'll go with Steve on this one. Yeah, the first thing is really it takes solutions that are built for private wireless. If you look at you know a typical large mobile operator, five G core as an example, you know it's a large implementation. It may consume several racks of servers. So what we've done at Nokia is we've built specific solutions for private wireless. There's a couple different formats. One we call Nokia Digital Automation Cloud. This is a cloud automated, very simple. You drop one device in on the premise, switch it on, and you've got a private wireless network, of course, connecting the, the radios. And then for larger deployments, we have something we call modular private wireless, which is taking that big solution we built for the carriers, putting that into a compact footprint. So instead of racks of servers, we fit this into a single 2U server. Everything's in there that you need, but it gives you the full capabilities that you would get in a, you know, a larger deployment. So if it's larger scale, if it's broader reach, an MPW would be the right solution. All right. Well, I appreciate both of you taking the time to speak with us today. And for our last question, it's really two questions. First, any use cases that you'd like to share? And of course, any final thoughts? And we'll start with Brian on that. Yeah. So we have a couple of different use cases. One that is DOD related. We're very excited with our 5G innovation facility at Palo Alto with the VA hospital that's doing AR, VR, and 3D imaging in terms of surgical, which is a great showcase there with the VA. The other one that we're very excited for that will kick off in Pearl Harbor is foreign object detection, right? So using robotics to actually monitor the flight line to see if there's a debris on there. The last thing we want to do is actually have a piece of debris that gets sucked up to the jet intake there and actually renders the aircraft useless, if you will, or actually downtime. So those are two in particular. Another one that I would add that we're starting to see a lot of use cases around is base perimeter security. So no different than a foreign object detection, but actually having if you will, robotic dogs or other mediums of uh, transmission of video using a private network to actually transmit any anomalies along the fence perimeter of the base, for instance. Hey, thanks, Brian. And Steve, any use cases and final thoughts to share? Yeah, absolutely. There's a number of use cases in DoD that we're excited about. Similarly, Brian had mentioned the flight line. You know, we've got a use case doing flight line telemetry. So pulling data from high movers, jets, other aircraft, 
on the flight line. Big challenge to do that. We've come up with ways to solve that within a 5G construct. Another big area we're seeing as well are things like gathering data from sensors. So we've got a project with a government agency that's doing experiments, field experiments, large volumes of sensor data. You know, best practice to date was to have somebody go around in a truck and gather that data up and bring it back. We're now enabling them to do that via 5G network. So another example of a great use case. Awesome. Well, this concludes the Supporting the Department of Defense's Evolving Missions with Private Wireless Networks podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider. We're Brian Tromsky, who's the managing partner for 5G public sector with Verizon, and Steve Vogelsang, who's the CTO of Nokia Federal, discuss what private networks are and the ways it can help improve mission readiness for the DOD. And Brian and Steve, thank you so much for your time today. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Matt.